era would, we're in right now is like we Same have angered the gods. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's supposed, supposed to be a massive thunderstorm for like the next two, three hours. My boss actually texted Yeah, Sweet. he was he was texting me like, are all the trucks like out of the way of the dead trees? Because you got to make sure to not park them right under there. So there like, yeah. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda, and I am your host every single freaking week. This is your weekly disclaimer that if you can hear my cat in the background, I'm so sorry. She is on some other shit this morning. She's screaming in the background, So, and there's truly nothing I can do about it, so sorry. Also, if you can hear my dehumidifier in the background, I am sorry, but not sorry, because if I turn it off, I can't breathe. Those are your disclaimers. <laughs> I am joined today by three guests, which is crazy, and a live studio audience. This is also very exciting. <laughs> I have with me Alex, CJ, and Taylor, and I'm literally so excited for all of our opinions to be together. I'm excited to giggle. This is going to be the best. I'm already. <laughs> Everybody say your name into your microphone so, so that the people listening know who you are. I am Alex. Hi, I'm CJ. And hi, I'm Taylor. Incredible. Incredible. And we are, how would you all describe that we know each other? Like when you tell people that we're friends, how do you Trauma say? Bonders. Trauma bonding. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. What's our specific, what like, CJ, what do you tell people? I say church friends. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, we all go to the same church. Yeah. My immediate disclaimer is church, but not like that. It's church, but it's not like that. It's, yeah. it's like technically church, but it's not like that. Yeah. It depends on the people. Like some people yeah. it's like, oh yeah, this is somebody from church and then other people it's like oh yeah it's just a friend that i met just a friend yeah a place we have mutual friends yeah or it's like if i'm talking to my grandma i'm like these are my church friends yeah I, yes. I met them at church and it's like oh that's so fun you know whatever but if it's someone who would not understand that there are different levels of church i'm like oh they're just like my friends <laughs> it's very church but not like that it's church but it's it's not oppressive at least not on purpose. <laughs> Not actually. <laughs> um, okay, before we get into all of this, like the structure of the actual episode, um, I'm going to talk about some emails and some reviews I got. I got a, another really negative review this week. I got another one star review where they told me I'm not funny and my friends are super boring and the podcast sucks. And listen, I'm not going to respond to it like I did last week. I'm not going to break it down because the meat and potatoes of that review is i don't like your podcast and like that's fair you're allowed to not like it i hope you find something that brings you joy and i hope you get rid of whatever's in your soul that makes you want to bully a stranger online but you know whatever that's your journey that is your tea whatever i wanted to respond to the one from a couple weeks ago but because they specifically accused me of being fat phobic and that felt like it or it did deserve attention um but if you don't like me that's fine i don't care um, I did get two really nice emails, though, that made my heart soar with the eagle's nest. The first is from a listener named Tony. And Tony has emailed me before um, because there was an episode. I think it's the episode with Amy and Abby where we mentioned um, Starlight Coke. That was like a star. Like, you know how Coke has like those one off flavors that they run sometimes and they're just like gone forever. Tony works for Coke. And so he oh, wrote nice. in and like told me about the flavor of coke and he wrote it he wrote in again about it because he had emailed me unfortunately after i'd already taken a break and i don't think he had caught up to like oh amanda had a nervous breakdown uh on her podcast and she's taking a break i don't think he'd gotten there yet so he sent me an email and it just sat there but he resent it to me which i appreciate um 
He says, hi, Amanda. I listened to the season or sorry, to the second episode. What? Oh my God. I can't read. Hi, Amanda. I listened to the season two episode 16 recap episode recently. I wanted to explain the reason why Starlight Coke disappeared. And it's because the production of the drink ended on August 14th and dream world Coke, which is from Jojo Siwa went into stores the next day. So Coke is like tangentially related to dance moms. Um, and then he sends in his listener pyramid, which I've had people send in their listener, their pyramids before. And I'm just like, I love them. They're my favorite. So if you want to send them in, you should. Um, he says that the bottom of the pyramid for him is Melissa, um, specifically from seasons one through four, which is like almost the whole show. She's just always crying over Maddie and basically forgets that Mackenzie exists. Fair. Um, my middle of the pyramid is TikTok and basically all socials because you spend a lot of time on it and you don't realize it. It's like, you know, kind of a time waster but you can also learn things from it specifically from YouTube. And my top of the pyramid is the song levitating by Dua Lipa and my podcast. He says, your podcast is so fun to listen to at any time. And it gets me through any activity I'm doing like cleaning. I love also side note, love cleaning while listening to a podcast. Um, I love the podcast because you bring on your friends and you guys talk crap about the world of dance moms and crap on Melissa because she deserves it. You and the friends you bring on to the podcast are so fun to listen to. And I love listening to you guys. I thought that I'd send some love to the pod. I can't get enough of it. Signed, Tony, the Coke employee from season two, episode 10's email. Tony, friend of the podcast, Tony. Love you, Tony. Love you, Tony. Thank you so much. And then I also got an email from um, a listener named Maggie. This is, this made me like scream. I was laughing so hard. She says, hi, Amanda. I just wanted to say, I'm so happy that you're not just, that you're, wait, what? Why can I not read? Have I ever read anything before? Hang on. Sorry, Maggie. She says, hi, Amanda. I just wanted to say that I'm so happy that not just you're back to making new episodes, but you're doing better in your life. Sorry that I, don't know why I read that so weird. Um, I think you might be one of my favorite people, period. You're very funny, true, and always make me laugh, as well as also being an intelligent and interesting person and hot, of course. Yes. Um, Maggie, we're going to kiss later. Um, I love. <laughs> she says, I love to hear your opinions on the show, but also I love hearing about your life and you have such great friends. And then I'm, this is not a joke. This is typed out in the email. She says, you have such great friends, except Eli, tell him he sucks and he's a stupid bitch with a knife emoji, <laughs> which is great. And she says, and you make me smile every week. Thank you. But then it is signed, sent from my iPod. And I have questions <laughs> about how, like, how are you sending emails from an iPod? People still have iPods? Not what iPad, is- not sent from no. my iPad or iPhone, sent from my iPod. I love that. Maggie? Like the touch? Like also, touch. Maggie, I clocked that you followed both the uh, podcast Instagram and my personal Instagram a couple days ago. I have questions for you, Bestie, because sent from my iPod really sent me into orbit. I thought that was so funny. Um, okay. And then I got some nice reviews. I'm trying to give more airtime to the nice things and not people cyberbullying me because it's honestly like, I'm, I'm just a person making these in my home. I like, I don't really make money off of this. This is just a hobby. So like giving airtime to people shitting on me, like is probably not the move. And it actually like legitimately hurts my feelings sometimes. So I'm going to talk about the nice ones that I've gotten. Um, cause I don't think I've ever talked about them. One of them is titled 
funny and culturally informative, which I like. It's five stars. I love listening to this podcast every week and I'm so glad it's back. The host is so funny and the pyramid of life section is my favorite because it is both entertaining and culturally informative. I love that blend that is felt throughout the podcast. Thank you so much, boy number three. That's what their username is on the internet. Boy number three. Um, this person, their username was just a string of emojis that I can't like articulate because it's just a bunch of faces. And they left me a five-star review before I had to pull the feed off of Apple. So they left a review for me again. They said, I'm so glad that I'm so excited that you're back. This podcast is such a joy, and I'm so happy that you're back and doing better than ever. Made me feel good. And then from the last one, the strangest thing, this one's titled Epiphany, because I have a one-star review that says that I'm whiny and so, I'm the most whiny and self-righteous person that the reviewer had ever heard. So this one is titled Epiphany, and the review says, the strangest thing happened to me while listening to the most recent episode. I had an epiphany that this host is actually the least whiny and self-righteous host I've ever come across on this podcasting platform. I'm so happy they're posting again so I can bask in their unwhiny and unself-righteous aura. <laughs> Wow. so thank you so much i really appreciate that um yeah it's the the negative reviews are fine you are allowed to not like me i'm not saying you have to live laugh love the podcast and i'm not saying you're not allowed to leave me a bad review obviously you can that button's always there but it does get kind of exhausting <laughs> seeing people um who don't like me also a friendly reminder that if you left me a review or even a rating on apple podcasts back before I took a break last August, it's gone. It's not being taken into account anymore. They're all gone because I had feed issues and I had to pull it and then put it back. And when I pulled it off of Apple Podcasts, it lost all of them. So if you left me something nice or even any, I mean, anything at all, and you're thinking like, oh, I already gave her a rating or a review. It's not showing up. So if you want to go back and do that and give me a nice review specifically, that would be really appreciated <laughs> because um, shit gets tough. Okay. That's all the things that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's all the notes that I have of things I you know, needed to remember to talk about. Okay, we are gonna go down the line. And the first thing I wanna hear is your experience with just like the arts in general. Alex, okay. what you got? The arts, yeah. So I, do you call worship leading an art? I mean, Depends on how good you are at it. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I was okay. <laughs> I was worshiping for like uh, 10, 15 years. At like a mega church, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not a, not just like a song leader at a country church. Correct. You yeah. were like doing it. Yeah, uh, That's miss crazy. it sometimes, uh, but also <laughs> it was just like, oh, uh, yeah. No, anyway, um, <laughs> no then, words, only sounds <laughs> in yeah. terms of feelings. Yeah. So um, yeah, I sang a lot, and then I I also danced a lot too. Like you I don't danced think in you church. Guys know this? Yeah, I danced in church. What? Like. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing choreographed that. <laughs> hip-hop christian <gasps> is there video what? evidence of this on the internet yeah, yes I but i'm not to gonna look this. for it for you okay no that's fine <laughs> oh, we'll i will find it yeah i'll do a deep dive later don't worry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that yeah i love that i love that cj um okay hey my name's cj I'm... cj's a little lit fully full yeah. disclaimer <laughs> this we're is on... mimosa number three um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I'm a professional dancer, a ballroom dancer, not like a stripper. But like I, 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 I thanks for clarifying. Well, 
I've said that before, that. and people will give me looks, and I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, oh, no, no, ballroom. Oh, like, I don't. People really think when you say professional dancer that you're a stripper. Well, because I'm a male dancer, so oh. there's not many of us in the arts. So whenever sure. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a professional dancer, people are like, what kind of dance does it involve? Like, you know, where where do you dance at? And I'm like, oh ballroom you know national yeah Tennessee, i'm an instructor so. yeah. i'm an instructor yeah yeah so uh i'm a professional dancer in ballroom and i've grown up doing um studio as well as community theater as well as all that kind of dance stuff so i specialized in tap in new york and then went to jazz ballet modern all that stuff um tap was always my favorite but yeah, yeah. tap is really fun tap is the only i'm not a dancer and when i like did musical theater stuff dance was never the thing that i like crushed it at mm-hmm. but i tapped for a while and it is like legitimately so fun the most fun thing it's like something done. about the reward of of like hearing the rhythm of your feet yes is yeah. way more rewarding than like seeing a shape of a body for me personally mm-hmm. like i yeah i it's really enjoy like it. percussion you know so it's like you're mm-hmm. playing I don't know. People always ask me if I was ever in band or stuff and I wasn't, but I'm always like, oh, well, I could have, you know, like my feet are my instrument. Yeah. My brain was already in that place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Like you're saying, like you weren't in band playing an instrument, but in terms of like keeping in time, being in a group, Mm -hmm. like that was already there. It just was dance instead of band. Yeah. 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 Taylor. Yeah. uh, Started playing piano when I was like six or seven and i've always like painted and done a bunch of different like drawings and art like that uh also was in church stuff leading and accompanying uh with guitar and piano i've had gigs in new york and denver etc and then everything kind of fell apart and that kind of doesn't happen as much anymore. But I'm looking to do more artsy music stuff here in Nashville now that I'm here and really excited to be here. Nice. What is y'all's experience with Dance Moms specifically? I've never seen it up until today. Okay. It's the first episode that I've, I've seen. Okay. I have, I have a question. Yeah. I'm trying not, I'm really trying not to be petty with the person who wrote me like the most incendiary review ever a couple weeks ago. But one of their points was that I bring on people who have never seen the show and they didn't like that. But That's you so were like <laughs> giggling and like cackling and having like the best time ever. Right. It was entertaining. Yeah. I would because definitely we, watch more for sure. Yeah. Because we watch the, for those of you who don't know, we watch the episodes the unless it's a virtual recording we watch the episode at my house and then immediately start recording right after so like and we don't talk about it during the episode it's just like one thing and then the next and so when but like when we were watching it like it is so funny if you have no context it's way more entertaining than being like i think in my opinion than like being deep into the lore and being like well this is connected to this and like drawing like taking like the red yarn and making the connections like it's way funner to be like what the fuck is going on like who are these people we talked about kathy like she is an insane person to encounter in a vacuum and when you don't understand anything else about her she's just so goofy and so funny so i think it's funner that way okay anyway sorry yeah i thought it was fun i i never seen it up until today Um, can you pull your mic a little bit closer yeah totally um and even though I hadn't seen it before, like it was re- really entertaining. And also it brought me back to like church days um, and yeah. also corporate America. <laughs> You're telling me that Abby Lee Miller reminded you of an abusive pastor? I was pastor? the Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh! 
you're seeing yourself in the story yes, of Ab- totally. you, wow looking yeah. inward alex i know i know self-evaluation so sorry, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> that's amazing but yeah it was good i liked it cj um so i had seen it when i was a kid <laughs> sorry um, no you're kidding um once again little litty so anyways um <laughs> just slightly <laughs> if i just start you know the worst part even though i'm a professional dancer when i do get a little bit slightly intoxicated i lose my balance easily oh, so i'm yeah. fully cognitively here but if i just start to lean just like place me back out. cj and i have this joke i i don't think i had told anybody this until i told you but cj and i were at a party recently and i was way m- more inebriated than I should ever be ever. And I told you that the way that I know that I'm too lit to do anything is anytime I go to the bathroom and I have the overwhelming urge to give myself a double thumbs up in yes, the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. Like, and when I do, and I do like this and I double thumbs up myself in the mirror, I'm like, I shouldn't be driving. Oh like, this is a problem. My safety is of the utmost concern at this point because I'm a girl and I'm drunk. And you at one point recently were like, I'm a little drunk, but I'm not double thumbs up in the mirror drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's great. It's a great metric. Like, if I can do that kind of goofy shit in the bathroom by myself, I'm like, you Amanda, with it. you yeah. need to get a ride and go home. Yeah. <laughs> this is not yeah. the move. Um, I literally wrote on here at one point, I am the queen, I run the show. And then I think later in here, and I'll explain that later, but I think I wrote in here, um, Abby's uh, Abby is tight ship run business person. She produces results. And somewhere on there, I can't find it, but I did write, I am Abby. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And what's interesting is I watched it as a kid because I can't remember if it was on TLC. It was on Lifetime. Lifetime. It was happening at the same time as like the golden era of TLC. So people always think it was there, well, but it's on Lifetime. Because then there were also the toddlers and Tierra. Tier- and that was TLC. Oh, yeah. And yes. so yep. when we when I was watching that, I would watch those shows as a kid. And now Same. like what's weird is seeing it as an adult. I'm like, Oh my God. But on TikTok, I'm always on Abby Lee TikTok. And mm-hmm. it's always the iconic stuff when like, you know, she's wheeling away. No, not oh, the haircut. The when haircut. It's like she, someone says, put your phone away. And then she wheels out of the audience. And then like the camera oh crew's God. chasing her. Yes. I can watch that over and over. That clip is so funny to me. And we get a really iconic TikTok audio in this episode too. Um, but yeah, I I was in the same place as you of like on my TiVo DVR, it was like toddlers and tiaras yes, and then yeah. dance moms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, then the, and those are the two options. That was like, it. Right. Yeah. 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 Taylor. <laughs> my exposure to dance moms is this podcast and that's pretty much it until today. So that was my first episode ever unless I saw it in a hotel somewhere. Yeah. At some time. But you thought it was funny. Like yeah, it is entertaining is. even if you've never seen it. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. Put a finer point on that rude ass review <laughs> I got. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, let that I know go. nothing. I'm not a professional uh, dance mom's. Uh, I'm not a professional kinda, anything. Kind of sore historian of extraordinary. Yeah, no, movies. me either. Couldn't honestly couldn't be me. There are people on the internet who do deep dives that are great. I'm not that girl. I like to watch TV with my friends and giggle and listen to the sound of my own voice. And that's truly as deep <laughs> as it gets. And that's truly everything. Um, okay. Before we talk about the like meat and potatoes of the episode do you guys have like your pyramid of life you have like bottom level things mid-level things and top level things going on in your life if you don't i have mine and i can go first and give you some time to think you should go first incredible so it's just like bottom level things are like 
what's like going terrible and like mid-level things are like could be good could be bad whatever and then like the best things in your life and we'll do like everyone's bottom level first everyone's mid-level and then everyone's top level um my bottom level my bottom of the pyramid right now this is like a saga that's sort of over but sort of not over um i am supposed to be getting my own office at work which is very exciting because for the last since i've been working there which is since march um i have been at a table in someone else's office which is like not the end of the world and not that big of a deal but i'm in i'm at a table in the office of the vp of the company and i'm an assistant to someone else and so it's just like very weird and there are times that she's like i'm having a really like classified like phone call can you leave i'm like okay and i like pick up my computer and like toddle out of the room um and we're doing this big like rearrange and i have it's supposed to be moving day for like three weeks where like the general manager of the company his name's roger stan roger i love him um and he's like hey girl you're gonna move offices tomorrow so excited oh my god i'm like okay great and then he'll come into my office the next morning and be like so really quick update the person who's still in your office is still there you can't move i'm like okay sick and that has been happening for like three weeks oh, and uh. he told me on wednesday of this week it's saturday now he told me wednesday he was like friday is moving day i'm seeing the movement happening i know it's gonna happen i know you'll be able to move and i was like sweet and then friday at like yesterday like three o'clock he was like so i think we're moving on monday <laughs> like okay great but then when i move i'm gonna have like the crippling weight of trying to decorate my office mm -hmm. because my office will be on the back hall with all of the artists at uh, the company i work for and all of their offices look so cool and they're all like graphic designer art school people and i'm gonna have like nothing and i'm i know it's gonna be like a gray box for a minute and be like i don't really know what i'm doing uh, and i'm gonna have to be like hey rachel can you come help me decorate my office <laughs> like it's gonna be bad but i'm just ready like i'm ready to get out of somebody else's office and have my own space and my the table I'm currently at is next to our receptionist and she stresses me out so much. And so I'm just ready to like, let's just be done. I know it's like three weeks of like today's moving day, but like we need to we need to get it together. I need my own office. Alex. Okay, bottom of my pyramid mm -hmm. um is probably like like health stuff. I mean I'm not dying, Ooh. but it's just I haven't having been, a body is hard. I, I haven't been like working out like I want to. So my gym just opened up like in June oh, yeah. and it was supposed to open up in fucking January. I'm sorry. Can we curse on this? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to open up in Absolutely. January and it finally opened up in June. Um, and at this point, I'm just like, I'm just not motivated to do anything mm -hmm. until I actually get into the gym for like a couple of weeks. And then yeah. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's but I'm just not go. there. And then also yeah. I travel a lot for work. So yes, like some of the um gym equipment in the hotels are not great so yeah. it's like i'm not gonna try to kickstart this now and you never so. know who's gonna be in there because it's just a hotel yeah. yeah 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 so that's at the bottom for me fair cj um i think at the bottom of my pyramid it's just learning how to be or i guess continuing to grow in independence and speak uh, on it yeah well like speak i just got out it. of a relationship for the first time ever so it's kind of like okay well where do we go from there you know it's like okay what else is there to me even though before the relationship i was you know and now that i know that we can swear on this i was like a badass bitch you know what i mean Period. i was awesome i was great not that i'm not anymore but it's like okay you know 
what were those concepts? What are some new concepts that I'm still learning and taking into my life now? So, yeah, yeah. that's hard. That feeling of like, and I, I feel this like mm-hmm. damn near on a daily basis of yeah. like, I've made it this far in my life and I've been through like a lot and I've been through really hard things and everything that I thought was going to be the end of the world hasn't been the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am that girl every fucking day of my life. Yeah. But also I need someone to tell me that they're proud of me or I'm going to start screaming. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like oh. I, yeah, I see you in that place. It's, yeah. it's ass. Bottom of the pyramid for yeah, me. Yeah, so. for sure. Taylor. And Taylor's bottom of the pyramid is Tennessee heat. Yes. It is hot. Oh my god! Out in these gardens that I work in, and yeah. uh, and it's, it's August, and it's, it's still August. hot. It yeah. is. It is hot. Um, or you get a rain day and you don't work, which is almost worse sometimes than working in it, because because there's no money. Because there's no money coming in. Yeah. So it's like, I I hate it when it's hot. I love it when it rains because it's cool for like two hours afterwards, uh-huh. and then it's humid and yeah hot. it's the so humidity it's that much. really gets you like when it's like 84 outside in the summer it's not a good thing because no. it's gonna be humid like yeah. that's why the temperature is so low it's yeah. not like like one of my friends is in california right now and she was like the heat is so much better out here's like it's like 95 degrees and it feels nice i'm like yeah because it's not humid yeah but in tennessee it's like a swamp and it's just so humid and it's soup air and i hate it yeah, I feel like my skin has an extra layer air. of like soup skin. Yeah, like air it, you like can wear. My sweat doesn't doesn't dry. <laughs> it doesn't get off my body. I just have a layer of water, and it doesn't go yeah. off my body for yeah. the whole day. It's <gasps> just gross. These descripts, I love it. Soup, air, air you can air, wear. Air you can soup. wear. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. The weather man <laughs> or weather person needs to adopt those. Yeah, so it's air you can wear, baby. Yeah. Um, the middle of my pyramid is an addendum from the bottom or no, maybe it was the middle. I can't remember of a previous pyramid. Um, the Barbie movie. It was so like when I had mentioned it on the pyramid with Savannah, I hadn't seen it. And so I didn't understand the hype and I still don't understand the corporate tie in. I don't understand why all these companies were just like deciding to be associated with Barbie is very strange, <laughs> but I, that movie is insane. Mm-hmm. And it, I, have truly like never felt as like seen in media as I did at the Barbie movie. I was like, d- like both hands on the eyes, <laughs> wiping away the tears, like in the, in the, in the public eye crying to the point where I thought to myself, Amanda, this is a lot, <laughs> you're crying a lot, girl, like maybe try to get it together. And I'd be like, okay. And then there'd be like a joke and it would be funny. And then like, it, it was just like, okay, everything's fine. Everything's funny. Kristen Wiig is weird Barbie. And like, that's great. And then it's like, well, she's not weird Barbie. She's like the Barbie who doesn't fit into gender norms. It's and I was like, it's, uh, oh, it's not Kate Kristen Wiig. It's um, from SNL. Kate, yeah. McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. That's yeah. right. It's not Kristen Wiig. It's Kate McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want people coming for you. you know? No, thank you. I appreciate it. People <laughs> on the internet are looking for any reason to roast the fuck out of me. So I appreciate it. Um, But... It's not that she's weird Barbie. It's that she's the Barbie that doesn't fit in. And like, ooh, that doesn't feel good. And then when Margot Robbie is like smiling and trying to be so beautiful and she says, I just want to be pretty. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm like, I don't know who gave Greta Gerwig the right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that, it fucked me up. And not everybody did. Not everybody feels that way and that's fine. But I thought 
I really thought like out in public, Amanda, you are crying too much. This is too much. Shut up enough. And then I realized that that's like what the movie's talking about. And I was like, oh my God. So mm. anyway, Oof. my middle of the pyramid is a Barbie movie because it was amazing and put a really articulate and fine point on how I feel about femininity and just being a woman. Um, but also I was sobbing the entire time and probably will never watch it ever again because it was too much crying. <laughs> it was like, it was just a little too much. Alex, what is the middle of your pyramid? Do you know? Yeah, I do know. So the middle of my pyramid is just like slightly better than the the bottom, right? And then just like yeah. slightly below the top. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So like I moved here a year ago, moved to Nashville a year ago. That is crazy. I know, right? It feels and like it's so, been so like, much longer. It's, it's starting to become like part of the, the middle of the pyramid. Like yeah. just being here, basically like transitioning to a different city and just like adjusting and finding yeah. new friends. Um, it's gotten so much better and I feel more um, more grounded and more like adjusted good. here. Yeah. So it feels very good, um, especially when there are like moments. Okay. Moments like this past year, I'm just like, oh my God, why did I move here? Totally. I don't know anybody. Yeah. And the people here don't know me. And, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, it was it was hard. It's, an, it's totally. a hard adjustment. And like missing my friends back home or yeah. back home in Phoenix where I lived for eight years. Um but yeah, it's it's been getting so much better. Good. I feel, feel great. Good, yeah. good. My favorite, one of my favorite like anecdotes about you was <laughs> post you posting on your Instagram story about not knowing that the first Saturday of every month there's a tornado drill. Yeah. And so when you moved into your house, you were like, what the fuck is going on? And there's a really loud sound. And everybody was like, first Saturday of the month, they test the alarm. It is that's that, it. Yeah, that and first the Saturday of every month. The, the snow, like I did not know what yeah. to do. Yeah, it's either... 102 air you can wear <laughs> or the thing that gets me about tennessee specifically nashville is that every year when there's a blizzard it's always a surprise mm. but it happens every year we get like locked in our houses for three days and it's like it never snow it did this last year don't say it never snows here it did this last year I'll and it will do it next year, year. Yeah, the tornado siren thing was so funny. What's yeah. going on? We're like, first Saturday of the month, every month, testing the <laughs> testing the alarm. <laughs> CJ? Um, my middle pyramid is the fact that I just sold $85,000 worth of dance lessons in two weeks. Word. Whoa! Wait, yeah. Okay, and baller. that's just the middle, not the top? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because no, that's work, so it's kind of yeah. like, you know, I have to do it anyway. Uh, and you had to, like... Put a lot of effort into that it's emotional like it's hard yeah it's emotional well and like something i mean like we can even talk about this when we get to dance moms but like dancing is such a vulnerable thing so when people see themselves doing a routine like these kids are when you're kids you don't have really much insecurity about like who you are your body sure. anything like that like when i'm selling my students routines like a lot of them it's a huge deal they don't see themselves mm. the way i see them they don't see themselves as yeah. like capable or worthy of doing these routines and so i have to be the one to tell them like you are i you have the ability to do yeah. this and yeah. not only it doesn't matter about your body size anything like that you can do it you yeah. got it and so it takes it's so emotional because they have to take that extra step to do that for themselves yeah instead yeah. and i have to help them over that hump but it's so exhausting at the same time like doing that 15 times i'm like oh this is why i'm on mimosa number four now so. <laughs> taylor uh, I really like my car. Um, it's a Kia Soul. It's very nice. It's got like the like the heated seats and all of that, and it's got a sunroof. And going back to my job is gardening, 
So driving around with like tools and all of that, it is not the ideal car for that. But I really like the car, but it's always a struggle because it's like I'm putting like like a bag full of like weeds that I just pulled like in the back of my car that is like too nice to be doing gardening. Or like so, a full on like bag of fertilizer yeah, that it, smells terrible. Yeah, just random the random shit that is in the back of my car. Literally. Like shovels, Literally. leaf blowers, <clears throat> like gasoline buckets like or <laughs> containers that's yeah it's like i want to have the new car smell but that's not happening with no this car. you have the gardener car smell yeah definitely yeah. It smells like you know the outdoors the outdoors the great outdoors yeah. um the top of my pyramid is people who interact with tiktok and are just themselves like, I feel like with TikTok specifically, it's such an oversaturation of, like, influencer, day in my life, highly edited, highly produced, whatever. And I'm going to shout out some specific accounts. Um, there is a kid. His name is Evan. I don't know how to say his last name. And he does dances on TikTok that are some of the most unhinged things I've ever seen in my life. But he will get on TikTok live and sing and dance. And when people comment that he's terrible, he's like, actually, I killed it. And he like doesn't care and he doesn't give a fuck. And um, Parker Boyle Jones is this way. MG is this way. Um, Jackson Pugh is on, yes. on TikTok. I live for that kid's content. Mm. He is so, and you can tell that they're being themselves, specifically this Jackson Pugh kid, because he you can see in the background the like country kitchen where it's like there's just like a bookshelf with random shit on it and like hats across the top from like probably his dad and like his dining room table and like they're just interacting with social media as themselves and they're not trying to be famous and they're not trying to be like oh well people on the internet don't like me so let me change myself it's like I don't know. People are just out there living their lives. And my the love of my life Curtis Connor did a really long YouTube video about this. And he uh, interviews a guy who who's making music on TikTok, and objectively, the music is bad. But he loves his music, and he like is really passionate about it. And he doesn't think about numbers. And there's a bit at the end where he invites Curtis to be in his music video for his upcoming single. That's like you know terrible and released by himself and <laughs> awful. And the music video is so stupid. But the the artist like loves his shit. And at the end of the video, he asks Curtis like. So do you do social media? And Curtis Connor's like, yeah, like I do stand up and like I'm a comedian and stuff. And he's like, oh, how many followers do you have? He has like no idea. Curtis Connor has like over 4 million followers on TikTok and just did a, a worldwide comedy tour and was just at the Just for Laughs Festival in Canada. But this kid is like, well, you're not doing it to like make money. Like people just like do this for fun. Like he's just himself. And I think that's really cool. You know, and I love seeing people on the internet like that that are getting clowned on constantly, but they're like, yeah, I like that. I, I like the dances I do. I like my music and I don't really care that people don't care or don't like it. Like, I'm just going to keep doing me. Yeah. I love that. So, and it's very encouraging. It's very wholesome. And I love their stuff. Love Alex? It. Top of my pyramid. Okay. Don't. Okay. Just disclaimer. Oh, I have God. to explain more to this. Oh, God. Top of my pyramid these days is uh this new relationship that i'm in yes yeah <laughs> okay all right so I'm, i don't want to be like that guy Get who's out. just like <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be that a... guy who just like makes his life about like his boyfriend but 
uh, I've only been out for a, like a few years. Also crazy to me. Years, right? Yeah. And so like the past three years of dating and like it's had its its ups and downs and it's been crazy. I've learned a lot about myself and learned a lot about people um, and what I want and don't want. Mm-hmm. But like these days, um, my boyfriend's just great. He's just amazing. So yeah, yeah it's 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 been fun. It's been um, exciting and. That's the top of my pyramid. It's a good feeling. Yeah. 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 How did you meet? Tinder. Yeah, I knew <laughs> you were going to say that. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that journey for you. We though. met like uh, within a week of talking, less than a week of talking. Ooh, that's mm, good. So, nice. yeah, it's, it's been good. Yeah, I love that. His name is David, David right? Yeah. So cute. He is a cutie. I saw a picture of you two together and I was like, they're really cute it's together. Awesome. I, love <laughs> I love that for you. CJ um honestly just my church friends it's been really fun you know CJ, like, i'm gonna cry no! <laughs> i just I, like truly i just you know i work 9 a.m to 9 p.m so i don't do Ugh. anything usually outside of work and i've always been that way ever since i was a kid so to like have people that i can just be like hey you know who mm-hmm. wants to hang out who wants to do something right like it's it's been so fun yeah and like i can put in the group chat at any given point like hey who wants to hang and someone will respond yeah it's awesome so mm-hmm. I'm thriving with that. I love it so much. So. It's interesting. I feel like the people that we go to church with are all very conscientious of that because mm-hmm. we have all been there. Yes. And at some point we're reaching out, you know, I'm either new or like, for me, it was like I had just left teaching and I didn't really have a social life because I was a teacher. And it was like, I don't really know how to make friends and I don't really have any hobbies outside of my job. So does anybody want to hang out? And then like that now in retrospective being like, oh, I remember where when I was where CJ is now and I'm not there anymore. Like I just like have a community and I have friends. And so when you will put in our groups like, hey, does anybody want to come over and play Mario Kart or go get ice cream at Sonic? It's like, I want to do that because I was where you were. Mm-hmm. And I know how rewarding and fulfilling it is to not be there. Yeah. So I want to come get you, you know, like that yeah, kind of feeling. Forgive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Taylor? Uh, top of my pyramid is probably last night. Um, went to the Opry Mills Mall with some friends and we all took edibles and went to the aquarium restaurant and we're just like staring at the fish Heck yeah! and it was really nice it was it was a a great experience (coughs) highly highly recommend getting high and going to the aquarium restaurant i want to have a very specific experience i want to get really high and i want to re-watch the never say never documentary about justin bieber oh my god because oh my god i've told this story before i went and saw never say never when i was in middle school at the regal it's not a regal cinema anymore it's a fucking amc but it used to be a carmike regal cinema here in franklin and i went and saw it in middle school my best friend rachel and I sobbed and I remember leaving the theater and like shaking, vibrating with hormones. I was like 12 <laughs> and he was, I was like, people said that he couldn't sell out Madison Square Garden when he put out my world and I knew he could and I believe and I was like, <laughs> I had Bieber fever. Like I should have been like under medical review. Like it was insane. <laughs> so as an, and I haven't watched it since I was in middle school. Whoa. So I want to get high as a kite and I want to see prepubescent <laughs> Justin Bieber sing. So it's up to you. It's up to me. You know, like I want that experience. So we're, I'm going to have to lock that, that in. You, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We're going to have to lock that in ASAP. Cause I really want to do that. 
Are you guys ready to talk about the plot of this episode? Let's do it. Because this episode, there's like sort of a lot going on. It's not as like high drama as a lot of the other episodes. There's just like a lot. There's just a lot going on. Um, Okay. Previously on, we get that Brooke broke uh, or like has like a bad back page broke her foot. Melissa had an affair with her boss and called somebody the C word probably. And then Maddie, uh, the big thing that's going to keep coming up in this episode from the last one is that there was a competition that happened last week and Abby wanted to uh, have Maddie have a solo at the last minute. And like the night before the performance was like Maddie do a solo. And Melissa, her mom was like, she's not going to do that. She's 10. Like that's too much pressure the night before to teach her something new. We're not doing that. And that's going to, that's going to come up again. Um, Okay. The beginning of this episode, we're in Pittsburgh. We're in the like studio a in the main room. um, And Abby is like, congratulations girls. We got the overall uh, group high score. Um, we like crushed it and we beat Kathy and that's what's important because Kathy sucks. Everyone's like, woo! Everyone's like so excited that they like crushed the candy apples or chopped down the apple tree or whatever they say. I don't know. Something stupid. Um, and we get to the pyramid of children. Um, the first child on the bottom is Paige. She broke her foot. There's nothing to go off of. So she's kind of there by default. Um, Maddie is the second to last kid this week. Mm. Because she didn't do that extra solo, which is crazy to me. And I feel really bad for her. But Abby says, like, Maddie told me no, and people don't tell me no. Okay, so as a dancer, I can actually extremely relate to this. So, like, for example, my boss will tell me the exact same thing. Both of them will. That no is is an opportunity that you miss. And so when you say no, but... At the same time, I'm saying this from the perspective of being the favorite employee or dancer because mm-hmm. I'm always the one who usually plays first. Oh, so sure. whenever I have the top sales, top, you know, whatnot, I win the competitions. I My students take places like, it, you know, it is just different. I'm usually the top of the pyramid. So whenever my coworkers don't take an opportunity like that, that's the shame that like is, you know, it, like I guess I pressed upon us, but it's wild. It's like it's competitive. <coughs> so when they were doing that, I was like, "Oh, okay, I know what that's like." Oh, I, so, I hate that. Fe- like, mm, yeah. I I hated to see her be punished for setting a boundary. Yeah, yeah. and also not her fault. It's her mom's fault. Mm-hmm. Her mom is the one that said no. Maddie's the one who's kind of having a crisis about it and crying, and was like, "I don't really know what's going on." Melissa's the one who was like, "You're not doing that to my kid." But we all know that Abby's never going to take it up with the mom. She's going to lash out at the kid. Um, And then Chloe's at the bottom. This isn't a super big surprise. There was a tenth of a point that separated her and the kid that beat her. And the kid that beat her last week was one of Kathy's students, who was a boy. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's this thing. And, CJ, you can probably speak to this, that they usually are a little more lax with boy scores because they want to encourage boy dancers. Not only that, but we also place higher. I won Chicago Nationals at the age of five. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. And it was because I think one of the psychologies is they keep guys in that so that way they have more boys to compete. And then that way, the more trophies you win, the more you can accredit your studio, basically. Right, Um, right. But ironically, my the studio I danced at at the age of five was the same kind of thing. Like it was like a dance mom studio. So they wanted to put all these like five-year-old girls in bikinis. And I was in this, like my dad, our sweet Richard, he was bedazzling my swimsuit. (laughs) So, but like all these moms would get really intense and there's nothing you can do about it. So 
but yeah, so that that was something where I was like, oh yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, <laughs> but that is true. You think that that boys it's absolutely yeah. true. They try to keep boys in the business as much as possible, especially because it, there it was one tenth of a point between the boy who won first and mm-hmm. and Chloe who won second. Yep, girls so, have to work twice as hard at a. Yeah younger age and the reason why is because there's so many of them Mm -hmm. versus then once you get into the professional world it's actually the opposite it's still a male dominated industry yeah and so it's really interesting because girls will basically back out once they get to the professional level but there's so many of them when they're kids Mm. and there's so little when there's guys when they're when there's more professional men that's interesting when people always say that like the difference between or like Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards, backwards in high heels. In heels. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's the bottom. And then the middle is Brooke. Um, she tied on the bonnet, killed it. We love to see it. Mackenzie is next because she beat two boys, which is like, whatever, you know, again, judging people on how good they are at something by how many people they beat, but like, whatever. Um, and then Nia is at the top, which is very exciting. And Abby's like, you work so hard, which like Abby hates Nia. Like Abby like openly is like racist and like not great to Nia. And so for her to be at the top of the pyramid like two weeks in a row and something very exciting happens to Nia later in the episode. And it's just like, it's seeing Nia get a reward is always like very exciting to me. And Holly, her mom is, who's a doctor, Dr. Holly. She's a, a principal. She's a doctor of education. And she's always like, I'm very proud of all the work that I've seen Nia do finally be recognized by someone like Abby who seems to overlook her consistently. Like I love Holly and I love Nia and I'm excited to see Nia on the top of the pyramid two weeks in a row. Um, in the middle of this like pyramid, like dishing out the, the positions, um, Jill brings up Kendall, just like, she just starts speaking and it's like, um, why is Kendall not on the pyramid? She's been in the group. She's been, she has solos. She has to do, or she has duets and she always wins, blah, blah, blah. And Abby tells her in this moment, like Kendall is replacing Paige because Paige is injured. This is the first time we've heard this up until now. Abby has been saying that she's been thinking about putting Kendall back on the team permanently. But now that Paige has broken her foot, now she has a reason of like, well, she's just a sub in. And so when Jill says like, you could have told me that two months ago or whatever, she has a point. We've never heard that reasoning until now, which is very strange. And Abby says that Jill got a little spicy with me, which I love. Like, someone's like, oh, Jill got a little spicy with me. And she says, Jill, like, if you want to be, she says, if Jill wants to stay here, she's going to have to beg, which is after she's just said, which, nobody tells me no. I'm like, I hate this. Also, do you <laughs> notice that every time Abby tells that, she doesn't tell it to the moms. She says, she says it to, to the, the kids. kids. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's always to the kids, never to the parents. And that bothered me the whole episode. I was yeah. like, you're asking <coughs> a, I don't know, six, seven, yeah. five, ten-year-old, something like that, these questions that are like, this is kind of like parent level, especially with, yeah. um, what's her name, Paige, who broke her foot? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Alex, is- enough. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is between, like, mom and medical professional yeah. questions. These are not, like, do you want to dance? Of course she fucking wants to dance. Yeah. Duh. Duh. But, like, sh- like there are medical questions. Yeah. Broken foot three weeks ago. Yeah. Like, this is not just a small, like, oh, yeah, I guess I can, you know, power through it. I'm just going to get water. Go Alex, ahead and go die. ahead and cough, Alex. It's fine. <laughs> go die. Is that what you said? No, don't die. Oh, don't die, Alex. I you don't were like, die. Go, go die over 
not in front of the mic. Uh, while Alex is getting water and trying to be a professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my water right next to me. <laughs> um, CJ's like, I've never had a glass of water. Only mimosas. I know, only mimosas. I thought, it, well, I just finished the last one, so I'm going to get rid of water next. But yeah. As yeah, soon as you told me to stop coughing, that's when I'm like, <laughs> my brain is like, I'm going to cough like crazy now. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, and so speaking of talking to the kids, Jill says, honey, if I had known it would be like this, I wouldn't have brought you. I'm so sorry. I think that's making it worse. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's doing what she thinks it's doing. I think it's agitating the problem. Um, and then Abby and Jill go back and forth about commitment. Again, they've been going back and forth about this for a long time. And Kendall, just like the single tear, just yeah. like uh, she's so small and she's so and sad. And then Abby says, no crying in front of me. And I'm like, shit. She's always like, save your tears for the pillow. Yeah, yeah. which don't get me wrong, I understand that. <laughs> she says it all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> which is great because there are episodes where Abby cries and the moms are like, save your tears for the pillow, Abby. <laughs> like, it's um, it's so funny. It's so funny. Um, This week is the 2012 Abby Lee Dance Company concert. They say dance concert and unholy amount of times it is not a concert it's a what it's well it's a showcase or a recital a recital it's <laughs> not a concert it, it it made me irrationally angry it's not a, a dance concert it's not a thing a concert is for music it's a recital or it's a showcase dance concert is not a thing like you have a piano recital you're reciting you're like regurgitating learned information you are not having a concert. That's not, nothing's in concert with each other. That's not what's happening. It really, it made me really mad. <laughs> like more than it probably should have. It's I not never a dance knew concert. there's a difference. <laughs> it's just not a thing. Like, like you wouldn't say that someone's having like a football match. You're, it's a, it's a game. It's just like two different things. It's not. A football match is a thing. A football. A soccer match. Uh, an American <laughs> football. Maybe football's a bad example. You wouldn't say someone's playing like, the it's like Serena a, Williams is show. playing a yeah it's not a baseball this show. This reminds me of like in Glee, hardcore left turn to a different show. But when Kurt goes, he's like, "I'm here to I, audition." Yes, for the he role says, of "My kicker. name is yeah. Kurt Hummel, and I'm here to audition for the role of kicker." It's not football auditions; it's football tryouts. It's just yeah. not the same. It's just not the same thing. So the dance concert thing like really got under my skin. It shouldn't have, but it like really it really bothered me. Um, and then Abby says, like, you know, the goal of this kind of thing is to show how great my students are, but also, like, potentially get new students out of this. People to come and see, like, this is what you can learn. And so, like, it's a little bit of, like, a marketing thing, too. Yeah, and you're not going to learn how to how to dance hip-hop. Mm, yes, as we will find out. Yeah, that kind of goes sideways. Um, the group, so most of the routines that are done are all learned already. They're, they were, like, in competition already. They won things already. They've already been learned except there's one routine that is being learned for this concert, this dance concert, um, that is a group routine that's called Light My Fire, and it is hip hop. And (laughs) no one is excited about this. No one wants to do this. Everyone feels pretty bad. And Maddie, in her interview, says, none of us can hip or hop. (laughs) I love that part. I cackled at that part. So cute. None of us can hip or hop. Um, Abby says that, like, she's talking about Paige, and she says, Paige, I really believe that you are ready to dance. And Kelly, her mom, is like, well, we have to talk to a doctor. It doesn't matter if you feel like her foot's healed. 
we have to get permission and abby's like absolutely you have to get permission but like she makes this grand statement of like i believe and it's your foot's broken i, I don't know what to I tell believe you that the power of god has healed your yeah foot. in you the last ready to dance. in the last three weeks this broken bone has miraculously healed itself well it's and so that happens all the time too either from the dancer themselves like we'll just be like i'm fine and then like you know keep going even though we're injured or vice versa well like my bosses they'll look at us and be like no you need to rest take care and then they're like also why the hell did you not do your job <laughs> we're like we're trying <laughs> yeah we're what crazy. do you want do yeah. you want me to push through it or do you want me to take a break like yes. which is it yeah. yeah um and then the the b plot of this is that kelly is also supposed to get the alumni together because kelly Paige, and brooks mom used to dance for abby when she was a kid which favorite quote in the whole episode <laughs> there are so many people who hate abby why would they come back <laughs> amazing it's amazing um and also that one person from each age category is going to win a cash scholarship from this parents organization apparently there's been a parents organization this whole time i don't know where this has been up until now big surprise yeah but they're gonna give cash to the to certain kids so that they can keep coming back to the studio so like kind of like waiving their fee basically so and that's gonna be awarded at the end of the concert um so we get to the group number rehearsal the moms are upstairs in the lido deck observing um and kelly says that Paige trying to do hip-hop and she's like a wet noodle <laughs> just really sweet they're all like it's a terrible idea like i don't know why abby thinks hip-hop is the move it's truly not and like uh, no one no one feels good about this um and then kelly kind of doubles down and she's like i don't think any of the alumni are gonna want to come back like none of us really loved it here it was kind of toxic like I don't really think this is like, I don't think this is going to like really work out. I don't know. Um, and, uh, Holly says about the concert, she, th this concert happens every year. And she says, I really don't like, I think she says recital season. Um, I find it to be an incredibly stressful and painful experience. <laughs> and I told CJ, it's every arts person ever yeah. <laughs> has said like, I don't really like, like, tech week or i don't like recital week or i don't like sound check i find it to be a very stressful and painful experience <laughs> like see you in that place dr holly um and then jill and kelly are arguing about brooke leaving for a day versus jill this is just like time and time again jill brings up the fact that kendall's not a permanent part of the team and it's okay when brooke skips one uh, re uh rehearsal to go try out for cheerleading but when Jill misses like two months of practice, all of a sudden someone's mad at Jill, you know, like it's just, it's ridiculous. Jill, what happened with Jill was that she left and went to Kathy's studio and took her daughter and they were there for a while because she wasn't getting enough attention. And then when she wasn't getting enough attention from Kathy, she came back to Abby. Which as someone who has my students, I've had one lady who has done that. And it was like, it was like the equivalent of someone cheating on you as a dance instructor. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so you want to go you to did what? people who can barely lead? Go for it. You won't learn how to dance. Like I was so pissed. But Dang. Yeah. After we have this interaction of Jill and Kelly arguing and blah, 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 whatever. Um, we see the parking lot outside the studio. Jill and Leslie, who is crazy. What is wrong with Leslie? Leslie is not a main character. Like she doesn't, she's not in every episode, but every episode she's in, she is starting so many fights constantly. Like she can't not argue with somebody in like a very real, like carnal way. You're like, Leslie, chill out, dude. It's not that serious. Like pump the brakes. And they just happen to get out of their car at the same time. Like, 
oh my god what are you doing here it's like very scripted and like very cheesy and stupid is she doing this be- to become a main character like so this is the, the conversation that they have is like leslie at one point and leslie's daughter is peyton and peyton is a, is a lot older than this like elite team and at one point leslie was trying to get her daughter to be on the elite team trying to be a main character very much like an active thing and the moms really don't like her because leslie is a bully and very mean to people and so then leslie felt excluded and so she stopped but you don't have you know obviously as we're going to see later on there are a ton of kids at the studio mm-hmm. so peyton still takes classes but leslie's not and that's what she's at the studio for right now it's just like another class but she's not trying to be on the elite squad like she used to and leslie says she says it's because of the moms and she says chrissy uh, christy is a snake melissa is a liar and kelly is a it's snake, snake. <laughs> she ran she, out of animals she also doesn't mention dr holly dr holly is perfect we all love dr holly um yeah melissa is or no christy is a snake melissa is a liar kelly is a snake <laughs> it really got me um and then she says kelly talks sexually about men that's i don't like that and she's like have you ever heard them talk about their husbands no probably because they wish they weren't married like really just like going in after people completely unprompted completely unnecessary like there's no reason to be doing this and then she brings up melissa's divorce and she's like yes do you know why melissa got divorced and she's like no and she's like oh buckle up for this and she gives this story she says that the day of of halloween all the girlies were like all the little kids were hanging out and melissa was like oh my daughters don't have any trick-or-treat bags and uh leslie was like well i have some even they can just use ours she's like no they want this specific kind from a pharmacy and so they get in the car and then they drive past the pharmacy and then they just go to melissa's boyfriend's house I don't believe that this happens. Also, also, not to mention, then right after she goes, that's why you should leave the dance studio. And I literally wrote, divorce equals leave dance studio. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, do you, did that story seem convincing to any of you? No. No. That that was a lot in the parking lot. True. And why would, like, if if you're Leslie in that situation and Melissa's like, I'm going to go to the pharmacy and pick up these bags. Why are you going with her? If after this podcast recording, (laughs) I put you all in my car and then we pull up to a CVS (laughs) and I say, this is my new wife. This is my new husband. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that is so, how would you guys react? That is so weird. (laughs) And then I tell you all we're going out for ice cream or something. Like it's not, none of it makes any sense. Like it's very disjointed. It is very, very strange. Like, and I just don't, think it's true and then jill says like this is very high school it's very immature like it's really catty and she essentially is like i can stand up for myself like i don't really need this like high school mean girl shit to not like a mom like i can power through it myself i'm like okay i guess that's fair enough um i go to commercial when we come back from a commercial we're in ohio with the candy apples and we're seeing Kathy and she's at, she's in her studio and she's been given these mysterious tickets to Abby Lee Dance Center's uh, uh, end of the year. And she says recital. She knows, Kathy knows this is not a concert. She knows it is a recital. She's like, the, the Abby Lee Dance Company dance recital. And she's like, who would have sent these tickets to us? Now, at this point in the episode, we do not know that there is someone who sent them. I'm thinking in my head, it's a producer at this point. Mm -hmm. And so all throughout my notes, I have, what you mean you don't know who sent you these? Like, Mm -hmm. this is obviously a producer. And now I'm the clown because there is a person, an individual who sends them to her. (laughs) But this whole time, it is very funny that she's like, 
I have no idea. This is so mysterious. This is so like, I just don't know, you know, whatever. And it's like, obviously it's a producer. And then we find out that it's not a producer later on. Um, she says that we're going to go see what they've thrown together to just make money. Yikes. Um, and then I actually and love Kathy. I, I live for Kathy. She is, she's like the only person who seems tethered to reality except Dr. Holly, but is also on the verge of a mental collapse at any second. And also probably loves like white wine. Like I live for Kathy. She's at, at once very cued into like how to run a business but also completely certifiable and also probably loves to just like lay out by the pool. You know what totally. I mean? Like I, I live for Kathy. She's so funny. I love her. I made a comment while we were watching the episode that she last week when she's like, you can just take your Technicolor ass out of here. It reminds me of, I don't can't remember what drag queen said it at one of the earliest seasons of RuPaul's drag race where she says, go back to party city where you belong, bitch. <laughs> like that's her, that's her vibe. That's her energy. It's, it's so funny. I, I live for Kathy. She cracks me up. Um, we're two days out from the, the dance concert. Now we're seeing the group number. I do. I don't know fuck about shit. You know what I mean? But I really don't know how this is hip hop. This is no, like, yeah, no, not in any way, shape or form. This is the one part where later in the episode, you'll hear her say it, but I do agree with Abby where she goes. It was supposed to be fiery and this was lukewarm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It's very weird. It's not, it's not giving hip hop. It's really not. Um, yeah. And it's like, like I wrote down, like, you're trying to add something to what is not your normal what seems like is not your normal like yes thing like, yeah yeah is, yeah yeah, yeah. doesn't seem like it's their specialty specialize right. in what you're good at right focus on what for you're your good recital. at for yeah. your recital thing don't bring in a whole new style that you've never danced in yeah like it'd be like me trying to do any sort of dance you know <laughs> for a performance yeah <laughs> yeah for a performance yeah it's they've yeah. never done it before and no one even really seems to be excited about it. It's very, it's just very strange. That's, That's why it's weird. They also say too, like when you own a studio, they say specialize in one to three things. Like yeah. for ballroom, we do ballroom, so it's like waltzing, like smooth and rhythm dances. Right, right, right. But then there's other studios that'll be like, well, let's try to combine it with tap or jazz or ballet, and it just doesn't work because right. then you're trying to do too many things at once. You're not focused then, on something. Well, and all the kids are confused because it is different <laughs> yeah. body movements. So it's like, okay, wait, how do you want us to use our body? Like, like what's why, going what on? am I supposed to do with my rib? Like, yeah, yeah. All these differences. <laughs> yeah. Um, Abby's like, it's a combination or a, a um, um, combination of all the things that we've done all you know this year. She's very stressed out about it. Um, Kelly says that Paige has permission from the doctor to dance waist up, but she's not really supposed to be like getting down like that because she has a boot on her leg and also her foot is still broken. And Abby. I feel Abby in this moment so sincerely. She puts her hands on her hips and she goes, I am disappointed. <laughs> and like, that's it. There's no explanation. There's no anything else. I'm like, I see, I see you in that place. I am disappointed. Um, and because it's just not working. It's not, it's not fire. It's not hip hop. It's just like, whatever. I'm disappointed. Um, and then Abby brings in Peyton because Peyton allegedly is this great hip hop dancer. And so she brings in Peyton to show these girls what's good. Which also, can we address the fact that, like, you know, Peyton's beautiful, beautiful young girl, but also her face looks like she's gotten hit with a skillet 
24 <laughs> 7 like someone just what do you blind mean? pander and you mean like, like emotional yeah. like emotions wise her yeah. mouth is always open deadpan well like, she's always panting because she's probably just like really like turned it out in front of everybody constantly. Well, actually now that you do say that that does make sense but no but she she is like her abs are insane and she's like so muscular and I, I hear what you're saying that like every 30 seconds it's like did she just run a marathon and the answer is probably and yeah. it just they just cut all that out so the only time you see Peyton is when she's open mouth yeah. breathing panting because she's just like completely murdered the dance floor but you don't see that you just see her panting mm -hmm. yeah um Abby on the spot is like Peyton do you want a spot in the number which like you know that Abby loves this feeling where like she just is the she believes herself to be the puppet master of everyone's emotions and she loves making people feel bad about themselves and you can tell and it's really upsetting especially in this moment i will say and if this like just cut me off whenever it's like okay we get that you're a dancer i get it. <laughs> i will say though because sometimes when i don't know what i'm supposed to do with my body getting the visual is the best way to understand sure like especially with those hip-hop moments where oh like, sure i don't know how to do that so like i get the intent i also do believe that there was a lot of that going on though where it's like you know where it's like hmm, she's better than the rest of you you gonna let her do that you know yeah like, oh. there's a difference between learning by example of like because dance is physical i can only explain it verbally to you to a certain extent and if you're not getting it maybe you should see an example of it mm -hmm. but to offer her a spot on the team on like in that moment on the spot when she's not on the elite team is mm -hmm. like pretty fucked up yeah. because now all the moms are freaking out and now all the girls are freaking out and peyton has just been thrown into a number and she's supposed to be excited but she might not be because she doesn't know how to feel because she's 15. like it's very it's like very upsetting specifically um in this moment yeah, um it's like how how are you supposed to she said something like you guys need to bring more stuff to the table you need to like come up with stuff and it's yeah. like how are you supposed to invent something if you've never been trained like, yeah i'm five i've never <laughs> done a hip-hop thing in my life we have two days to create this thing right and all You're i'm getting all the only feedback i'm getting is that i'm bad better yeah more fire right be what better what does that mean like, what that, i'm that. five i've never done this before you yeah. have taught me this yeah. so like that's actually a question that i had about the show like who is the choreographer is it abby it's abby predominantly but we see gianna with the she's the girl who pops out uh, with the headset on and is like uh -huh. Paige is sitting down that's gianna okay. she's like kind of her assistant but abby has a staff we just don't see them okay but abby for the elite team is the main choreographer but there are other classes happening in other areas of that studio that are other teachers there are other choreographers or other you know instructors i think for me i was trying to like picture in my head is she the one like teaching them how to dance this verbally yeah because there verbally, is okay. there is like a vocabulary in dance where the goal is that you shouldn't have to show someone how to do it you should be able to like pull from the the word bank of the things that could be potential options specifically in ballet that you should just be able to like write it down or communicate verbally so you can do that you can choreograph a dance that you physically could not do that's like kind of the goal of being a good instructor am i off base in that or is that true yeah, that's true yeah so so she can very much be the choreographer and not the dancer you know what i mean gotcha um so yeah so we're buckling up for a week of leslie and all the moms are pretty pissed um because peyton is in the number and where every number that peyton is in leslie is there too um the girls are performing or rehearsing numbers that they already know but it's been a while so there's like a little bit of a learning curve um 
and in this they're they're performing this number about well not about homelessness but about a girl who's homeless um and it maddie was the little like unhoused girl that they take in and like you know make her feel a part of the group and blah 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 whatever um and because maddie didn't do her extra solo last week she didn't do a learn a solo in 24 hours she gets pulled out of that special spot and it gets given to chloe which is sad and it is very sad christy is like i'm kind of excited because it means that chloe will get to show abby that she's worth these like special parts but like it's a weird circumstance and i wish chloe had just gotten it on her own merit instead of being the backup or the default because maddie can't do it i guess it has to be chloe it should just be chloe and like maddie is bummed and it's really sad and it's just it's like not even the fact that maddie couldn't do it it was more like maddie right. should not do it's it. like a, a punishment for yeah. something that was also outside of maddie's control yeah like i'd hate to be chloe in that situation like oh, hey yeah. like, i have a chance to show off my stuff as a punishment to my friend right yeah what yeah um also maddie and chloe in this moment are wearing matching sets like they match each other and it's really cute because at this age matching and like let's match tomorrow is a very eight or they're like probably like 10 11. it's a very 10 year old 11 year old thing to like text like have can mom can you text chloe's mom and tell her that me and chloe want to match tomorrow like very sweet and now they're pitted against each other and they're mortal yeah. enemies because of their abusive dance teacher sometimes i'm sad when my pro partner and i don't match and i'm like oh i want to match with you it's I cute know. I'm like, can we both wear like fun black stuff today can we like, match let's go. yeah okay so we're one day out from the competition or not the competition the concert um we're getting to a dress re rehearsal i cannot tell you how close to vomiting I was seeing like the girls on the stage in an empty auditorium with someone on a microphone being like, let's start it from the beginning. I'm like, I have been in those situations as both the teacher in the light booth and the student on the stage so much that when I saw that visual, I had a visceral, like full body sweat <laughs> immediately. Like, I am so glad I'll never be in another dress rehearsal as a student or as a teacher ever again, because they're so fucking stressful it's insane um cj i've asked this question on the podcast before and i want to get your input the like skimpy clothing the bikini tops and the undies do we have to do that no we don't but like i don't know why and who decides some of them i don't know I'm really grateful for where I work because it's very tasteful and we also work with adults. So you're not going to put like a 90 year old in a bikini. It's like, right. no one wants to see that. But <laughs> it's like, you know, when we, when we do it, we still do it in an elegant way where there's dresses, there's costumes. So there is glamour and glitz, but with kids, they're so flexible that you can. And so this is where it applies specifically to kids. They're so flexible mm -hmm. that it's almost like it in a competition or recital setting, you do want to see as much skin as possible because mm. then you can see the articulation of the legs, the arms, sure. every single aspect of it. Um, but I hate it so much. I, <laughs> you cannot pay me a million dollars to dance with my shirt off. I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'm <laughs> not, not doing Maybe this. Maybe as a stripper, you could. <laughs> yeah, as a professional dancer. Yeah, a professional yeah. adult dancer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in this moment yeah yeah um in this moment we hear the first concern that peyton has too many numbers and too many quick changes and it's going to be like a logistical nightmare to get her to do all the things which i also get because this year i'm in i think 18 routines back to back jesus, to back to back jesus christ just this this year's uh showcase but also i also want to point out i think you might say this in a second 
I love when Abby goes there, uh, make a sign, no parents, and make sure it says P-A-R-E-N-T-S. So maybe they'll read it and figure out it's for them. <laughs> yeah, Leslie storms up into the booth and Abby sees the problem. She's like, oh, yeah. Peyton can't do all these changes. Let me make an adjustment in the programming. And as she's fixing the problem, Leslie storms up to the booth and is like, there's a problem. And she's like, I know, but you're in here right now taking away from the time I could be spending on fixing this problem. So shut up and leave. I already know there's a problem. Get out. And then she goes, James, write it down. No parents. <laughs> and she spells it out. P-A-R-E-N-T-S. So maybe she can sound it out. <laughs> so it's amazing. <laughs> I, I also love her line where she's like, all of us up here are getting paid. So like you can leave. Yeah. Get you know? your broke ass valid, out of here. Know? Like yeah. we're all on the clock here trying to figure this out. Yeah. You're just like worried about your one daughter. We're actually working on this is our job. Yeah. Our yeah, jobs yeah. collectively. Yeah. And then I'm mortified because I think the mic on is or the mic is on the whole time they're saying that stuff. Would not because, surprise me. Yeah. And then because the parents keep looking back. And oh so yeah. Like, well, unless he's also screaming. And so they're like, the moms are turning like, what hear... the fuck is going on? Like they're turning yeah. around and looking in it. I mean, but these moms don't care about being embarrassed. Obviously. So as much as like I cringed when Leslie was like yelling in the booth and I was in my head, I'm saying, get the fuck out of the booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little part of me also thought about like, well, she's advocating for her daughter. Oh, so totally like i get it because there are times when no one's really thinking about those things but the move should have been like go up and point oh, for out sure the problem. for sure yeah and then when she says i'm fixing it fuck off <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. in my head i was literally saying get the fuck out yeah this yeah, is yeah. exactly where i wrote abby is actually doing pretty good shit i'm abby <laughs> Every once in a while, from like an educator perspective, like like she says, because we're gonna see Kelly's gonna get pissed and drive off and leave, and she's like, "Nope, you're under contract. You have to stay." I'm like, I agree with her. You can't just like dip whenever you don't want to be there anymore. Well, and it's like you know, as as an educator, you're trying to teach the kids, even when times are hard. That's like the hardest thing because yeah. a lot, even today, because I kind of talked a little bit how it's a male dominated industry, but like. <laughs> girls what's interesting is like guys will stay girls will think it's just dancing that they have to do but mm -hmm. then they'll quit after and so it's like when you're teaching your kid that that it's okay to run oh that's sure. the idea you're reinforcing for their future especially if they want to become professional dancers you know it's like totally you can't give up even when it gets hard you gotta you keep it pushing yeah. yeah 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 no that makes sense this this is where we get that kelly like we see the group rehearsal of the hip hop routine, Paige is modifying and Kelly's like, she looks like an idiot. Cause all she's doing, she says she looks like an idiot. All she's doing is moving her arms. Like she's not even like really walking around and her foot is hurting. It's just like, she's tired. It's just too much. And they go back to the dressing room and Leslie's like, well, yesterday during rehearsal, Paige didn't speak up for herself. And she's like, yes, I did. I said I couldn't do this. And I was told to keep going. And Leslie's like, well, I didn't hear you. I'm like, Leslie, you're not God in this moment. You're not Abby. Like, what? It doesn't matter whether or not you heard it. Also, this is not any of your business. Yeah. This is someone else's child. Like, what are you? Why are you here? Why are you talking about this and right it's now? It's so confusing too as a child because it's like I had one mom do that to me, where it was like her son and I were the best tap dancers in the studio. So basically, like I beat. I outdanced him at this one thing, but she was raving. Like, I think my ankle was hurting or something like that. And she was like, well, he didn't speak up. He didn't do all this stuff. And it's like, as a kid, you're just like, oh my God, I can't, 
do yeah. anything about this. Just you know, like paralyzed here. Yeah. But then it's like at the same time, it's this mom who will like still help with your food, you know, mm-hmm. uh, help with your costumes. And so it's a really confusing message because it's like, it's like you're telling me you're loving me and you're here, even though I'm not your child. But then at the same time, you'll do something like that. What's the real message behind? This, right. You know? Yeah. Um, Kelly gets pissed and she gets in her car. Melissa goes to chase after her and Leslie starts picking them off one by one because they're in the green room. Kelly leaves. Leslie starts talking to Melissa about Kelly. Melissa leaves. Leslie then turns her attention to Christy. Christy leaves and Holly's outside now. So they're all getting up because Leslie's like, if she's going to leave, I'm going to pick on you. And if she's going to leave, I'm going to pick on you. Like she is picking them off one by one. And it is insane. And (laughs) Melissa, like Kelly drives off with her kids. Like they, they leave and, and Jill is like, are they going to come back? Like what's going on? And Melissa is so dramatic. She says, I swear on my mother's grave. She's not coming back. She swears on her mother's grave. Like, Melissa, sweetie. (laughs) It is a dance recital. It is truly not that serious. Mm -hmm. Leslie goes up and tells Abby, like, hey, girl, real quick. Kelly and I got into an argument. In the booth again. Yeah, in the the booth. Yeah, real quick. um, I guess she couldn't spell the word parents and didn't see the no parents sign. But she's like, real quick, um, Kelly and I got into a fight and Kelly left. Um, and, And Abby just is like, I don't have time for this. Like, someone needs to figure this out. Go away. Leave the booth. And then we go to a commercial. Um, oh no wait actually no we don't we go to the bar <laughs> the girls this is an <laughs> oh insane God, so moment they go to the bar and the girl the eye candy <laughs> when she says that they're enjoying the eye candy it cuts to a guy with a faux hawk yes and it is the most with pop collar i think ever. It is, it's giving, it's very much 2012 and you can tell. Oh, yes. Oh, which one was the mom that like kissed or like took, I think a body shot? Yeah, Probably Jill. Yeah, it was Jill. Yeah, Jill took a body shot off that guy's abs. Sounds about right. Lower abs. Sounds about right. I literally just wrote party night dot 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 WTF. Holly is shook. Holly, Dr. Holly, a doctor of education. She's like, this is debauchery. I cannot be here any longer. This is not my body. And they're there for like, 10 not even 10 minutes we get like five minutes of footage and they leave i'm like i want more of this footage i don't also, care about anything you else all are married and like well except that one that's divorced but even still it's like oh my god it's like this is a dance recital kind of to your point it's like this should not be the reason you drink if anything you know true it's, like- it's all there's also something to be said i think from like this is just my opinion you can roast me on the internet if you want to i people are roasting on the internet a lot these days but in my opinion, if you're in a moment of volatility and stress and screaming, if you want to alleviate that stress with a substance, it needs to be controlled. But going from one very stressful screaming, crying, throwing up experience to a loud bar where you're putting like singles in someone's undies, that's too much dysregulation of your nervous system. You need to calm down. Don't just keep going or get more dysregulated. If you're stressed out and things are not going well and you want to drink, go drink at, at some way, like get all the girlies together and have a wine night at someone's house and chill. But like, yeah, this isn't, lighting, your candles, cortisol levels yeah. are not going to decrease. Your cortisol levels from stress are going to go up and you're going to be in fight or flight longer. Like come down off of it and chill out. It's, it's not a good move in my, in my opinion, mm-hmm. not a good move. Um, Okay, it's the day of the concert. Um, and you know that at least one of those moms threw up before they came to the mm-hmm. auditorium this morning. They are looking worse for the wear. You know, they got 
fucked up the night before mm-hmm. and they're like today's the day of the concert and we're really stressed and also i've had four cups of coffee and i shit my pants on the way over like, <laughs> you know you yes. know they got fucked up um and abby like tells brooke and Paige, you should have stood up for i don't know she starts arguing about something with the children i don't know it doesn't matter um and apparently there's like a line around the block to get tickets i guess this is like a harry styles concert because apparently everybody in pittsburgh wants to come see this it's a huge deal I, well, I, apparently now, I, don't know. I get and i respect her for it because not only is she looking for new team members clients right. it is a huge marketing thing so probably in this is where i'm like, i wish i would have asked you for your wi-fi password or something <laughs> i want to understand or know how much they make in sales as a studio oh i have no well they're not in business anymore because oh, abby yeah. went to prison for tax evasion right i forgot about she went to federal prison but even still how much money do they make off a year not that oh sure not that venue because that recital is very minimal yeah. but if it's a marketing strategy to pick up new clients i 100 understand that because the other thing too is choreographers and dancers steal from each other so when they're oh, watching sure. dances yeah they think oh that's a great idea and then they'll implement it in their own routines well we see the candy apples show up they're turning it out and kathy's like we're all taking notes ladies on all the things that we don't oh like and they go inside and she goes oh my god we're in the nosebleeds like they like did they ever sit down though i don't think so i think they're standing on the <laughs> sideline the whole time it was very strange um but they're taking notes and abby says later when we find out who sent them the tickets they could have been stealing my ideas yeah. why did you invite them which quote i love what kathy says she goes all right we're only here to take notes about all the things that we don't want to do i'm like holy crap. I, love I love it kathy. she is so delusional it's amazing i mean i love her as in like i want to see her in tv yeah i yeah. want yeah. to be, i don't want to know yeah, her as no, a person yeah, yeah 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 we're gonna say something yeah like she was like there's gonna be like no theme yeah no she's like there are no backdrops there's no there set no like yeah. oh my god there's i bet no there's grandmaster slam okay yeah. okay so we get to the hip-hop number and kathy says i'm not thinking of abby as grandmaster slam <laughs> i think what she means is jam master j from run dmc who's one of the inventors of hip-hop but she says <laughs> grandmaster slam which i a grand slam is something in baseball so i'm like where are you going or denny's what yeah also <laughs> true also true you can in fact order a grand slam at denny's that's also true but okay. grandmaster this I episode think, is sponsored by denny's oh, no, it's I'm not kidding. it's not but it could be we denny's wish. Denny's hit my line. It could be. Denny's, we're hungry. It's a Saturday morning. Really like um, yeah, when she says, I'm not thinking of her as Grandmaster Slam, I think she meant to say Jam Master J, and she just missed the mark completely. Um, this is where we get the line after the hip-hop performance of I Wanted Fire, and what did I get? Lukewarm. Lukewarm. Yeah. And Kathy says they're incorporating jazz and calling it hip-hop. And Yikes! Yeah, it's not <laughs> Yikes. That's where it's like try to be something you're not and that's yeah, but not... what you know is jazz yeah. so just do jazz well and then this is the other thing because i think i don't know the timeline of this episode but is it a i think it was a week before they performed yeah there's not enough time to learn hip-hop movies. no like not at not if all. you've never done it exactly like exactly. this is a brand new thing yeah no no no, no. and then <laughs> christy says I think what this showed the greater Pittsburgh area is that if you want to learn hip hop, don't come oh, here. Yes. <laughs> it's also, amazing. Side note on the on the um on the hip hop performance, what was that little box <laughs> with the know. with the confetti? With Did the, you see that in the, the background? Just in the like fan. like a <laughs> fan in the background. <laughs> 
was, that was a little fire. That was I guess. for that girl to sit down so that she can just do the top <laughs> movement. She's like sitting on fire. Like so I was like, confused. what is this? I guess it's yeah. I, I guess it's a fire. Now that you say that, but it didn't have the color scheme no, of a fire it, at it, all. It was so yeah. stupid. Abby goes into the dressing room after the girls are over to complain about how things are not going well. I thought everyone was waiting on her to take a deep breath. Like I thought everyone was waiting on every, you know, every single thing that happened for that concert was waiting on abby's go but abby's back in the dressing room now like i'm confused but then she looks at chloe and she says the line that i laughed at the hardest where she says you need to convince everyone in that audience that you are homeless <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and chloe's like yeah like <laughs> so like in it and then so then we get this really like genuinely upsetting moment of kendall thinks that her mom's not moving fast enough and so she starts to panic and she has like a hair tie in her hair that needs to come out. She starts like yanking on her hair. And it it's just really like really sad, sad like <clears throat> that that kid is so stressed and mm -hmm. none of the adults in that room, specifically her mom, are like paying attention to her in the way that she needs like care and be, you know, just like to be taken care of. She's just like freaking out by herself. It's really sad. Uh, we get to a commercial and then it's time for the homeless number. Um, Christy is a little nervous that like, if anything goes wrong, Abby's going to be like, well, should have been Maddie. Maddie did it better. Like blah, 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 whatever. And this turns into nothing because Chloe slays as she always does. This is the moment where we get Kathy going, do they not have backdrops? Do they not have yeah. props? <laughs> Very funny. They're Which, homeless. Like, <laughs> well, and they've never had a backdrop. Like also Kathy's people don't have backdrops. So like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, Abby notices that Chloe took a correction. She's like, she rolled. She was able to like have the arch. She held it and then she like flipped off or whatever. Which Great. that lift is not easy. So when I, I saw that, that, especially as a kid, for a kid to be able to support that uh, Chloe, that mm -hmm. was really, really impressive to me. And not only did she take the correction, but she executed it yeah. really well. That was It's a, a big lift. slay from Chloe always. And Chloe is so cute. And when she like takes off the like gross clothes and is like wearing the cute little dress, like Christy starts crying. I'm tearing up. I'm like, this is everything. Like I, I love Chloe so much. Um, Kathy then uh, makes a comment about the concert but she says recital so glad that she like knows what's going on um after it's over jill gives abby roses and it is so awkward because she just like walks up to her and abby's like oh my god for me thank you jill that's so yes. nice just like you're welcome like, it's so it's so uncomfy i hate it then we get the longest curtain call in the world of all the girls one by one coming out and bowing and Abby walking out, Miss America, <laughs> elbow waving, smiling, yeah. blowing kisses, holding her heart, saying, thank you so much. Like, so dramatic. It's, um, it really made me giggle. I thought it was very funny. Um, and then we get the, the scholarship uh, recipients. The junior winner is Maddie. So stupid. Maddie doesn't need subsidized payment. This scholarship should go to a student that has a hard time paying their dues, not Maddie, who's going to come back no matter what, and whose family's really well off. Like, that's really stupid, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But they award a scholarship for the student who's the most improved, which does have weight mm -hmm. to it because you're assigned, you're saying you are the most improved, so here's a reward. Mm -hmm. Maddie just gets a reward for like because she's in the junior category, but the most improved goes to Nia, which yeah. is very exciting when we stand Nia and I love her and Holly Miss America, open mouth, hands over the mouth, like sobbing. And she's like, I'm so moment. proud of her. The curtains start to close and you saw this Mackenzie is starting to cry a little bit. And I think she's just really tired and wants to go. <laughs> she's eight. She's the youngest and she's eight. Yeah. And she's just like, <laughs> just like a little bit of like, I'm just really tired. <laughs> it's 
it's just, it's really, really sweet. And then we get what Abby calls a soiree on the veranda. We're having snacks in the parking lot. It's not that serious. Um, but that's what we're doing now. The alum is the alumni are there. Um, and everyone is like giggling and whatever. And it is so strange. It's so upsetting. And Kelly is there and she's like, look, I brought these people. And Abby's like, who here? What is it? Everyone. Uh, oh, she says everyone here has a story about how much they hate Kelly. <laughs> and then Kelly's like, but who here thinks Kelly's fun? Crickets. Crickets. It's amazing. That was amazing. Crickets. Um, we get a little bit of a thing that, of a, a plot line that will come back later. We see a new, a potential new student. This new student we now know will come back. Um, but we see a student named Nakaya and there's a little bit of like a thing with her mom and like, Ooh, there's a potential new student. Um, and then Kathy and Abby are like fighting. Kathy and Abby love fighting with each other. I think that's why they're so mean at the very end, Kelly or Kathy makes a comment that is a non sequitur. She says something about don't let the door hit you on the way out. And Kelly's, Oh my God, Kathy says you can't even afford a door, which like, what are you talking about? Obviously she can. And, and Abby starts laughing. So I think they're having a good time, like picking at each other. I don't think this is that serious, but Abby says, how did you get here? How did you get tickets? And we find out that the person who sent her the tickets was Jill, Jill. which is crazy. And Abby's like, why did you do that? She could have been stealing my music, stealing my numbers. And she's like, I just wanted her to see what she was missing. And Abby was like, that was so stupid. Why would you do that? And then they started screaming and then the episode's over. So do you think Jill's daughter is going to be in the bottom of the pyramid because of that? Oh, that's a good question. Probably not. I would think that. Who's Jill's daughter? Kendall. Okay. Pro well, Kendall's not on the pyramid oh, right now right. because Me she's too. a stand-in for Paige. <laughs> you knew that. You remember. Right. But that's the end of the episode. It's It just ends. It goes out in you know, a blazing, well, I would say fire, but it was just lukewarm heat. I guess it wasn't really a fire. In a blaze of lukewarm. In a blaze of lukewarm. Whenever um, Kathy and Abby were going at it, I was looking at Naya's, no, Kaya, the new mom. Yes. Her facial expressions, and she was just kind of like looking at us like, what's happening here? Is, is this real? Um, yeah. it's. She's going to come back, and she's a major player moving forward. Ooh, How did Kathy it. get here? I didn't. There was not a broom in sight. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so good. That's what makes me think that they don't actually hate each other because, like, that shit is crazy. Like, that's yeah. an insanely hurtful thing to mm -hmm. say that you would say to your best friend. You wouldn't say that to someone that you actually don't like. You know what I mean? Well, and then it's interesting because, like, what I love about TikTok, it's it's almost like after the fact of all that. So if you ever see. I think Kathy actually has a oh, TikTok yeah. mm -hmm. and she'll talk about when we were on the show and she'll talk about basically how some of that was a lot of performance, oh, not yeah. necessarily just true. Like, they, Cause like they giggle at each other on Instagram. They've like posted together. Like at a certain point, I'm sure there was a moment of like, we are the, the show wants us to hate each other. We are colleagues, but we can pretend to hate each other and make it entertaining. And like, that'll be fine. Yeah um do you guys have a song that you would like to plug this used to be um a segment of what do you think would make a good song for dance moms but then that became really hard to quantify so now it's just like what are you listening to at the moment what's the song that you've got currently on repeat a song i don't have a song but uh what you got anything i've you just been plug? listening to a lot of Aaliyah lately 
Really? Yeah. What a throwback. Yeah, the past couple of days has just been a lot of Aaliyah and my Apple Music. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I have a theory about, this is a personal theory about Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Because Apple Music is the only place where you can leave reviews. Yeah. In my brain, all of my listeners who listen to me on Spotify are my favorite. Because no one from Spotify has ever left me a mean review. But mm-hmm. you can't because there's no review option on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, so, <you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> so my people who listen on Apple Podcasts suck. And then I'm like, well, that's not fair. <laughs> You're like, that's, it makes sense. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, CJ, what about you? I just looked it up. So there's one song we just. Like I'm adding said, it to our, our showcase for. Uh, it's steampunk themed, so it's all steampunk themed songs and uh-huh. dances. And there's it's really like the music is amazing. So we have a lot from the uh, Cirque de Soleil album. Oh yeah, uh-huh. those are just so cool and so many cool dancing music there. So- but one song I really like right now, and one of my students, Bonnie, is doing it. She's amazing. She's awesome. It's called Black Hole Sun, featuring Haley Reinhardt by uh, Postmodern Jukebox. And so it's really, really pretty, though. Very sexy kind of feel. Um, but it's very, very... I-, I love dancing it. We've already gotten part one. Done. Did this? Yeah. Call my name this like slower song yeah yeah it's a really pretty melodic very interesting but then like there's also one called the kuza dance so if you search kuza dance how do you spell that k-o-o-z-a then dance and that's by Cirque de Olay but that's like oh yeah 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 And it's steampunk themed? Yeah, but like if you go back to the opening, it is very like 1920s. It's so interesting. I put all of the music that's shouted out on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it, that's like, I think, going to be the opening. I love that. I put all of the songs that are mentioned on um, a playlist I have that's called mm-hmm. The Pyramid Bops. Mm-hmm. So you need to, listeners need to check that out. Taylor? Uh, top song right now is probably from the barbie movie barbie world with Mm. Nicki minaj and ice vice that's just like on repeat in my car all the time you almost stole my song yeah that's that's one of my favorites the song that i'm gonna pick is the song princess diana which is an Mm. ice spice Nicki minaj song um oh wait oh yeah i just added it um that's like there's something about ice spice and her like very like soft lilting rap Mm -hmm. and then like Nicki Minaj's really like gnarly voice so they both work together really Mm -hmm. well it's like it's just like really interesting I really like Princess Diana is like I love that song that song Mm -hmm. really like gets me out of a funk it like it's one of those songs that like will help me snap back into like my body you know what I mean it's like really really helpful um in that way and i love i love i spice i think she's so interesting like just i love her in the way of like i just want to see what she does and like how she keeps moving i used to feel that way about doja cat and then she kind of went off the rails and i don't feel that Mm -hmm. way anymore um but i spice is so like soft instead of she's just different i'm not going to say that being a soft female rapper is better than being a loud female rapper because i don't think that to be true so i'm not going to say that but i do think the contrast is interesting between her and Mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj, who's like almost yelling, and I Spice is almost whispering. Like, I love that contrast. 
Okay, gang, thank you guys so much for being on my podcast. This has been such a joy, such a treat. Um, listeners, if you care about anything that's not this podcast in the sense of like all of my social media stuff, it's in the link tree in the show notes of all of my episodes. Um, if you want to send me an email, my email address is linked in the link tree there. You can send me a voicemail on, um, not, it's not called anchor anymore. It's called Spotify for podcasters. You can send me a voicemail here. Um, the link to the Spotify playlist is in the link tree, all that good stuff. If you are on Apple podcasts and you would like to say something nice to me, I would appreciate it. The hate is fine. You're allowed to hate whoever you want to hate, but scrolling through it and reading that people don't think I'm funny is kind of hurtful. <laughs> it kind of gets <laughs> kind of gets to me after a while. So if you want to leave me something nice, that'd be great. Um, and like I said, if you've already left that for me before I took a break, it is now gone. It's not there anymore. Um, and if you've already left me something right now, I really appreciate it. It makes me feel really good about myself and about this podcast and whatever. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thanks listening. For Thank you so much. Goodbye.